Welcome, welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1, featuring Bay Area Sports Insight. Now, here's your host, Jimmy B. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to the Jimmy B Sports Show. I'm your host, Jim Barron. You are in the gymnasium on this Saturday morning, the 24th of June already, talking about the Rays. What's going on with the Rays? A little bit of uh, on the field and off the field issues for the best team in baseball. We're going to be breaking that down. We'll be talking about the NBA draft, of course, and anything else that is of interest in the sporting world today. The number here is 877-448-7901. JimmyBSports.com lets you send an email and get on the show. We'll be right back to kick it off on Power 90.1. If you're struggling to keep up with conversations, avoiding restaurants because you can't understand the waiter. If you've got the TV volume way, way up, then you really need these. These tiny but powerful little hearing aids are the Nano CIC Rechargeable. When you order today, Nano will give you a 45-day money-back guarantee. Order right now and Nano will give you a free portable charging case and even ship them to you for free. Here's the number. Call now. 800-291-2865. 800-291-2865. 800-291-2865. That's 800-291-2865. Now, Now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back to the show, baseball fans. Let's talk some Rays baseball. If you open up the uh, paper and listen to some sportscasters locally and whatever, you would think that the Rays are in all kinds of trouble, that they're you know, falling apart, limping into the All-Star game, if you will, and not having a good season all of a sudden. However, if you open up the, the standings, look at some stats, you see a whole different story. So I'm going to give you the good, the bad, and the ugly right now. Right now, as we go into the weekend, the Tampa Bay Rays are 52 wins and 26 losses. That puts us four and a half games in first place of the American League East Division, which, by the way, is the toughest division in all of baseball this year. Every team in that division is above 500. Red Sox are holding up the division at 21 and eight at uh, 21 and 18 at home. They're 39 and 37 overall. Toronto's 41 and 35 overall. The Yankees are 41 and 34. Baltimore is in second place, 45 and 28. And then of course we're in first place, 32 and nine at home. Only team in baseball with less than 10 losses at home this year. So of course there's always has to be something going on for people to talk about and instead of accentuating the positive we want to break down the negative because that's more fun right so any you look in articles whether it be the Tampa Bay Times, even the New York Post, the Rays have benched shortstop Wander Franco for at least two games over behavior this season that resulted him in him not being the best teammate, manager Kevin Cash said. So there you have it. Best team in baseball, and now we need to deal with Wander Franco being benched for a couple games against a team who, by the way, this has been going on with Franco for a while. Uh, It's kind of ironic that all of a sudden Cash picks the series against Kansas City, um, one of the least 
effective teams in baseball, to put it in a nice way, to go ahead and effect some kind of suspension or benching or whatever you will. Cash handed down the discipline Thursday afternoon ahead of the Rays game against the visiting Royals, the first of a four-game series. He goes on to say that Wander is a really good kid, really good person. He's a young player that is learning and dealing with the challenges of being a major league player and some of the frustrations that come along with it over the course of this season there have been multiple times the way he has handled the frustrations have not been the way that we ask our players to uphold being the best teammate Cash declined to give specifics about any incidents, but the 22-year-old who was in his third season with Tampa Bay has not run out some grounders and at times has had some base running lapses. Also, Franco has thrown his bat after striking out, and last Sunday he declined to talk to reporters after making two errors on one play. Now, just to let you know, uh, Franco is batting 287 with eight home runs, 34 RBIs, 41 runs, and 24 stolen bases in 72 games. So, you know, of course they're going to continue to support him, like Cash said, and I'm personally going to help. This organization will help. The staff will help. We're looking forward to having him back. So, again, Cash goes out there and says all the right things, and... He's trying to minimize and do some damage control of a situation that I guess has festered a little bit in the last month. If you remember, uh, probably about a month ago, Mark Tompkin from the Tampa Bay uh, Tribune wrote something about um, Franco needs to be a better teammate, stop being immature, and all those things that go along with it. Well, you know, l- let me say this. Franco, and I'm not sticking up for Franco because I see some of the things that he does, and I think he's immature, and I think that uh, sometimes he is selfish. But overall, the is a 22-year-old kid that the organization gave $200 million to when he was 21. So when you pull up in a Bentley without even playing a game in the majors, you're going to rub some people the wrong way. You're going to rub some players that have been there because there's a pecking order in baseball and in many other sports as well. But a, a lot more, I think, in uh, baseball. You have to go out there and earn your stripes and go out there and do the right thing for a number of years and seasons and, and you know, prove yourself. Now, can Franco prove himself on the field? Yes, I think he's a very good baseball player, as his stats show. How about his teammate? Is he a good teammate? Well, as of right now, I think the proof in the pudding is who the rest of the team seems to be backing in this stance since he got uh, suspended for two games. It seems to me the players are backing Cash and the team instead of Franco, which leads me to believe that there are some issues you can see some things with you know, Frank on a, a Rose Arena sometimes, uh, Franco going out for a fly ball, of course, if he thinks he can take it, it's his. And uh, any fly ball between the infield and outfield, you, you all know that it's the outfielder's call. So sometimes he and a Rose Arena might get into a little uh, situation that way. 
throwing your bat when you get mad. Yeah, he struck out three times the other game. No one knows that. Everyone knows you're mad, Franco. You don't have to go out there and, you know, break a bat or, or throw the bat or whatever. Hustling to first base. Hustling around the rest of the infield when you hit a fly ball that you don't know if it's going to f- end up fair or not is something that cannot be um, put up with. It, it, it takes zero athletic ability to hustle. So you hustle 100% of the time, bar none. So I, I don't ever want to see a player not going out there and hustling because that just goes to show you that there is something wrong with the mindset. Now, this season, what is Cash's job going into this season? Cash's job, quite simply, is that if this team does not get at least to the World Series and and hopefully winning it, then it's been a a failure. Don't forget, this is a team that first first team to 10 wins this year, first team to 20, to 30, to 40, to 50, and who knows, the way they go and possibly to 60. So I think that from a standpoint of what management, what cash as the skipper of the team has done this year, it could be complimented on what's going on. Now, again, you go back to, well, what's the story with Franco? He does have some issues, in my opinion. Look back to, and it's not just him. You can go back, you give a, you'll give a bucket load of money to any of these kids. Look at Fernando Tatis. What happened with him? With, um, out there in, in San Diego. So, but you had Machado out there at least telling him, hey, listen, it's not about you, it's about the team. And there's the, you know, the pot calling the kettle black because Machado had issues himself, if you remember back in the Baltimore days when he was out there. But at least there was someone there to be able to try to educate and help Fernando and help uh, Tatis at that point. Who is helping who is helping on this team, Wander Franco, right now? That's my question. Who, who's the captain of this team? Well, I'll tell you what. There are no captains anymore for some stupid reason in baseball. If you look, and here's a good question, there's only two captains in all of baseball. You have Aaron Judge with the Yankees, and you have Salvador Perez with the Royals. Go figure that one out. For some reason, every other sport tends to have a captain, no? You have hockey, you have football, you have basketball, but for some reason in baseball, you don't need a captain. Someone needs to explain that one to me. Anyway, back to the subject at hand here. Who is helping Franco? Which one of his teammates, who's, who's in charge of that team from a player standpoint? Who controls the dugout? Who controls the clubhouse? I don't want to hear about, well, it's Cash's team, it's up to him. Cash is the manager. You need someone on the field that's playing every day in that dugout to be able to get the team going when they need to get going, you know, be the first one to congratulate, being the first one to push a little bit, motivate, whatever you need to do with your teammates. I don't see that with this team. People say, well, it, it, it's probably Yandy Diaz. Well, if you remember, Yandy Diaz and Rosarina got into a little bit of a, a scuffle last year. It didn't really end up too good for Yandy Diaz, so I question his leadership on the team. Is he a great baseball player? Yeah. Is he a great guy? Yeah. They're all good guys on this team as far as I'm concerned, but you know what? We don't have that person that is the go-to person on this team that no one wants to really mess with. 
We don't have that, but we need that. We need that for people like Wander Franco to be able to go out there and show him the ropes and let him know what he needs to be doing or in a lot of situations, what he doesn't need to be doing. Because I think that is something that... Um, somebody like Franco needs to be made aware of and not so much by the organization. I think Kevin Cash goes above and beyond and I think he looks the other way. He gives his players a lot of freedom from what I can tell and what I see on the field as far as playing. And for the most part, uh, it's it's worked out great. And not just for the most part, it has worked out great, like I started the show with. They're the first team in, in the standings. They're the best team from a record-wise in baseball right now. Now, of course, you have momentum, and momentum is either going in your favor or it's going against you. Are we limping into the All-Star game? Yeah, I, I think that uh, at this point we are for a couple of reasons, which I'll get to in a second. But back to Franco, there's a difference between confidence and cockiness. I don't think Wander Franco really has put that together yet. He can be confident without being cocky. But Wander's a 22-year-old kid that needs to figure it out. He's going to make some mistakes like everyone else. The team, the baseball team, these guys are together for, what, 200, 230 days out of the year. So you need to have the chemistry, the camaraderie, the being part of a team. That's what you need to do. So do, do I give... Uh, cash credit for a two-game suspension, if you will. Yeah, I, I do, because you need to be able to be a, a manager or a coach that will go after the best player on the team when that needs to be done. Uh, I don't want to compare sports, but look at Cooper when he benched Stamkos, Kucherov, and, and point at one point during the season for a game. It wasn't because of conduct detrimental to a team or not being a good teammate. They just weren't getting the job done. So I think in Cash's mind, what he started the season with saying that, listen, we have the ability to go very deep and win everything this year, but we have to play together as a team. So his job yeah, the X's and O's will take care of themselves, especially with analytics. It basically runs the game for you anymore. But his job is to pretty much be the person that is the glue to holding this team together from a off-field standpoint, if you if you will. So, you know, every team's going to have their issues, and I'm sure the Rays will as well. Right now, the main issue, in my opinion, with the Rays is why the heck are all of these pitchers getting hurt? Look at McClanahan going out there trying to be the first pitcher to win 12 games the other night against Kansas City on Thursday night. And all of a sudden, with two outs in the fourth inning, he has to come out because he has some tightness in his back. Yeah, look at the bullpen. What's going on right now when you have you know, pitchers out there that really aren't doing the job closing the games for us? Jason Adams, what happened to you, buddy? Now, Stevenson out there, he's been on a downward slide for a while. Put Chapman in there more. He seems to be, you know, has the right mojo when he's out there for us. You know, the, the Orioles, biggest biggest contenders against us in this American League East right now, they have a shutdown bullpen. 
All right, they they have a very very good bullpen, and we need to get back to that point. We need to find out who they are and kind of stick with them and get them some more reps and get them in there and playing on a regular basis. Not you know you're in tonight, this guy's in tomorrow night. L- let's find someone for the eighth inning. Let's find someone for the ninth inning. But right now there are too many raised pitchers injuries, and that's something we're going to talk about. I think a little bit more in depth next time. What's with these injuries? Is it across baseball? Is it just with the Rays? Because that's something. Obviously, the two components that will hinder the Rays from having the most success this year will be number one, injuries, and number two, chemistry. The chemistry part will take care of itself. Somehow, someone will get through to Franco, and there's no eye in Wander. Someone will tell him that, and they'll figure it out, be back on the same page. I'm not worried about that. I am more concerned with the injuries to the pitching staff. 877-448-7901 is the number. JimmyBSports.com. We'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. Pickleball training simplified is the Ernie. The Ernie holds 150 balls and shoots 10 to 65 miles per hour. Controlled by your smartphone, the Ernie has 24 pre-programmed drills that you can customize. The future of pickleball training is here. Go to the ErniePickleballMachine.com for more information. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Train, win, repeat with the Ernie. That's E-R-N-E PickleballMachine.com. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, sports fans. How about the Gators? College Baseball Men's Championship World Series starts tonight, 7 o'clock, I believe, 7, 7.30. Um, you're going to have... LSU, if you saw that game against Wake Forest, what a pitcher's duel that was. It went 11 innings. Uh, White had a walk-off home run to give LSU the win, 2-0 over Wake, which got them into the uh, World Series final against the Gators. The Gators had three one-win games, I believe. The last one, 3-2 against TCU. So it's been a great series so far um, for all the teams that made the field. And that starts tonight. And tomorrow will be Game 2. And if needed, Game 3 on a Monday evening. So let's hope that the... um, the Gators can find a way to pull it out there. How about the NBA draft? Do you guys have a chance to watch the draft on uh, Thursday night? Um, I, had a, I had a question about the draft. It seems that each year people put a lot of effort into talking about the draft, about the players, about uh, who is how they did afterwards and of course he had to do that but you know you really don't know how these players are going to do until they you know compete in the summer in the teams um now they have the the G League, I guess suppose it is for the summer, so they compete against all the uh, the thirty teams. Have their own uh, teams that will class these uh, showcase these rookies, showcase the draft and everything else. So, of course, if you talk about if you talk about the draft, you have to talk about the number one pick. And of course, we're talking about Victor Wabanaba of. Um, from France, who went number one to the San Antonio Spurs, seven foot four, crazy. Um, they say it's a generational pick. He's someone that 
compared to LeBron James, all the hype. So we're going to see what happens. Of course, Popovich is the coach for San Antonio. Um, I think that uh, he's one of the better coaches in the NBA, albeit not one of my favorites, but uh, he is someone who does a, a great job. Brandon Miller went second in the draft from Alabama. Uh, Scoot Henderson went to Portland, and he's something I, I, I mentioned him because Portland, of course, you have uh, Damian Lillard. A lot of talk about him. What's he going to do? He's been very patient. He's been very loyal to that Portland team, and it just seems as though for whatever reason, they can't get the players around him. So they did pick Scoot Henderson. He's going to be a great prospect no matter what, whether uh, Lillard decides to stay or go. I don't think it's going to make much of a difference in the the way that uh, Portland was going to you know, go about that third pick. However, since saying that, I think that you should probably trade Lillard and let him go win a championship someplace. I'm thinking the Heat would be a great fit for him. He can go down there, be the be the leading scorer on that team, and with the people in place already, I think it would be a great situation for him to go out there and, and win a um, a championship. But now we'll see what happens. Uh, you did have the Celtics, which I want to talk about for a second. They got rid of Marcus Smart. And they picked up um, Porzingis. So, you know, we talk about the Celtics. The Celtics, the, the player that had the most heart on that team, in my opinion, was Marcus Smart. He was the defensive player of the year two years ago. He would go and you know, ask to guard the um, best player on the floor on the other team. In a lot of situations, um, he was someone who, to me, had the grit on that team. And a lot of people are saying, well, by getting rid of him and getting Porzingis, now you have three people that can score. You get some more height in there. You know, it's all about team chemistry, as you saw with Denver winning everything when you put, you know, Jokic there with Murray and a supporting cast. They had how many undrafted players talking about Denver and that's what it's all about. It's not so much about the draft. That's why, to me, that the draft is meaningless until you see what these players have and you see if and how they fit in with the team that drafted them. But, you know, nonetheless, you had um, the Thompson brothers there, Ahmed and Asar. Um, they went uh, fourth and fifth in the pick. You had Anthony Black from Arkansas going, uh, I believe, sixth. Uh, who else did you have? You had a couple people. Taylor Hendricks from UCF went to the Utah Jazz uh, in the ninth pick. So good luck to him here in Orlando. We'll see what happens. It should be interesting watching these summer leagues, like I mentioned, and see which players seem to have that it factor when it comes to um, getting ready for November. Uh any thoughts that you want to talk about the NBA or the draft, go to jimmybsports.com. You can go 877-448-7901 is the number. Uh, 
Coach Huggins from Cincinnati, the the Bearcats there. Looks as though he's retiring. Had a little brush in. He had a DUI this past week. A um, couple incidences out there with him lately. I think it is time for him to hang up the uh, the whistle there and go enjoy retirement. He's had a great career. A lot of people like him. A lot of players that graduated from the team, the school, uh, come back and say positive things about him. He is controversial in some ways, but I think that if you look at uh, his body of work over the years and the way he's gotten teams to the, um, the the dance, the big dance, the tournament, you have to commend him and what he's done for uh, West Virginia out there. So I'd like to hear your thoughts on uh, anything with the draft, anything with oh, some college players. Did uh, How did your team do in the NBA? How did the draft go? Are you a... Um, are you a fan of the Lakers? What should they do out there with LeBron? A lot of people think this is his last year he's going to play. Um, some people say he's going to get traded. Some people say he's train, trying to get Kyrie Irving to come play on the team with him and reunite from their days uh, winning the, the, the chip over there in Cleveland. What do you think about that? I, I think that LeBron is at best going to be a role player. I don't think at the, his age... He can um, actually withstand a, a, a full season anymore playing. There's going to be a lot of um, player maintenance with him, a lot of days off, if you will, getting ready for um, uh, making the playoffs. They did a good job. They made the playoffs. I think it was a play-in game as well, and um, they were there, I, I think, as the, uh, the eighth seed. And uh, they, they gave, you know, they gave the teams a run for their money getting to the uh, – Western Finals against Denver, and of course, nobody was going to beat Denver this year. It was just their year to win it all. So a lot going on in the NBA, and of course, now you have a, um, a couple trades that you'll see in the next week or so here with the NBA. You'll see a, um, a couple moves maybe with baseball as we come to the uh, All-Star game. Uh, I was excited to see uh, McClanahan probably pitching in the All-Star game, but not sure now with this injury, with this back stiffening up, what's going to happen. So uh, your thoughts on that? And we'll be right back to keep the show going on Power 90.1. You are in the gymnasium. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. They have access to great prices and discounts at over 500 different airlines. Plus 300,000 hotels and rental car companies. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. 800-331-3981. That's 800-331-3981. Now, now, back to the show. Back to the Jimmy B Sports Show on Power 90.1. Welcome back, guys. Let's take an email here. Jason from Orlando. What did you think of last week's U.S. Open and how Rory McIlroy choked again? <laughs> well, a lot of people don't like Rory McIlroy for a lot of reasons. Um, thanks for the email. I'll say this, though. Um, that's the fourth time in the past two years, I think, that McElroy finished in the top five of a major. And I think twice when he was uh, favored, actually, going into the final final round. So it's, it's been tough for him, uh, but I do think he's getting closer 
with each uh, major uh, as far as winning. Uh, but you got to take your hat off to Wyndham Clark last week. He just was solid the whole the whole weekend. Um, despite I thought there were a lack of fans there, I didn't like the way the course was set up. I know we talked about that on the show last week. Uh, Thursday and Friday, there were very few fans. It was geared towards more of a corporate setting, I believe. Uh, and I think that it's going to really come back to bite them as far as having another U.S. Open out there in Los Angeles. I don't like that format. The The fairways, there were some holes where there were 45, 50, 50 yards of uh, landing area, which is unheard of for a U.S. Open. Uh, other areas, of course, were a little bit better. You did have some rough there that was tough to get out of, um, some bunkers, some well-placed yardage for those. But uh, overall, I, I do think that you saw some big names up there the last couple of days, the Saturday and Sunday. But um, hats off again to um, Wyndham Clark, the way he hung in there and, and fought off McElroy. So uh, McEnroe will have his chance. I think he's already won, what, four majors? So not feeling bad for him. He'll have, a, he'll have his chance. Thanks for the email, Jason. Another email. Who do you think the final four teams will be this year in Major League Baseball? Do you think the Rays will be one of them? That is from Tom in Clearwater. Well, Tom, thanks for the email. I, I think that... Yeah, I do think the Rays will be one of the final four teams. When you say final four teams, of course, we're talking about the National League Championship Series and the American League Championship Series. So um, if you're looking, of course, the Rays, we mentioned several times, have the best record in baseball. So barring any catastrophes or any unforeseen injuries like we mentioned earlier and of course getting everybody on the same page which is um very important for any task for any team i I think that you will have the rays and the rangers they're my two odds on favorite for the uh american league and then i think you have to go with the braves the Braves right now are playing as good as anybody. Um, they don't have as good of a record as Tampa. They have 48 wins, I believe. And uh, Arizona. Arizona's first place in the National League West on top of uh, the Giants and the Dodgers and Padres out there. So um, those would be my four teams right now that I would think have the best chance of getting to the uh, championship series in their respective divisions another email Tara from Sarasota Jim do you think that the NBA is going to uphold uphold the John Morant ruling with the suspension or will the Players Association intervene and make it a less of a penalty well that's a good that's a good email, Tara. Thanks. I, I, I do think at this point that it's in Morant's best interest to just accept the suspension um, and move on because you know, twenty five games he'll be back for December. If he goes out there and if he tries to um, appeal the suspension, you run the risk of the NBA uh, bringing to light other issues 
that I hear from some places, some sources that may have come up in Morant's past the last couple of years and let them, you know, bring those to the public and then have to fight the battle all over again. So I believe right now that the Players Association, if they think about it, should just go ahead and um, instruct Morant not to do anything except get his act together and go out there and think how he can stay in shape and get ready for the um, December appearance that he'll be able to make after the 25-game suspension. So thank you again for the email. Guys, if you want to go to the email, jimmybsports.com, shoot me an email that way. Let me know what's on your mind, whether you want to talk about the Rays, what this current situation, what do you think regarding uh, the injuries to the pitchers? We're going to get more in-depth with that next week. We're going to talk about... Uh, Wander Franco, see where the issue is um, a couple days from now and see if they bring him back into the lineup or if it's an extended uh, quote-unquote suspension. And we'll be talking about uh, hopefully some good wins on the field for the Rays. As usual, guys, that's all the time we have. It goes by much too fast. Thank you each week. It's uh, more and more listeners. Appreciate the feedback. Appreciate you taking the time out of your Saturday morning to tune in. Go Gators tonight. As always, stay safe. Stay vigilant. Above all, stay positive. We'll talk to you next week in the gymnasium. Gymnasium.